Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there traders, welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today we have a special guest online, Ryan Grace. Now Ryan is the chief market strategist and also the head of content for Doe, which is a new trading brokerage platform that I'm actually really excited to, to get to talk to him about today. So Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. The How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast is produced in partnership with my friends at FinClub.ai. I use the artificial intelligence data from FinClub as my primary indicator. I don't even take a trade if FinClub doesn't show me that I have a greater edge than any other traders in the market. You've heard the stats, 90% of traders fail, which is why you need to find an edge and FinClub has that edge for you for just a few dollars a day. The returns produced by FinClub have been shown to be more than double that of the market, with win rates as high as 90%. I mean, they basically make it so easy, they're gonna show you exactly what stock is going to exactly what price. Basically, they're handing everything you need to you on a silver platter. Listen, they are so confident that this will change the way you trade. FinClub.ai is gonna give you two full weeks to test drive their service, and they'll even give you all their historical results so you can see exactly how it works and how it can dramatically change the way you trade. And that's exactly what I've done. So head on over to finclub.ai to start your free two-week trial, and I'll even throw in some extra bonuses after you sign up. Now the only place you can get your discounts and free bonuses is at finclub.ai. That's finclub.ai. Christopher, thank you for having me on the podcast. Extremely excited to be here. Um, you know, I've been looking forward to this all week. It's a nice way to wrap oh, up the, that week here good. on Friday. Yeah, um, so I, I, I do these episodes on Fridays, and then I, I air them um, in the following Fridays. And so Fridays are always a, a treat for me because that's when I really put in all the work. So, um, you know, I'm really excited. Ryan and I have been uh, emailing back and forth, and um, actually some of the uh, other people from his team there for several months now, learning a little bit more about Doe. And that's why I wanted to invite Ryan on today is to really just share with the podcast audience out there uh, what Doe is what it's meant to do and, and how maybe some of the audience could benefit from it. So Ryan, yeah, for, for uh, sure. tell us a little bit about yourself and, and you know, tell us more about Doe. Okay. Yeah. So to start off, um, you know, I don't know if, uh, I think you've had Tom Sosnoff on the show before. Mm -hmm. um, so I was originally on the Tasty Trade Network, still part of the Tasty Trade family. And I'll get into that with Doe in just a second. But Doe is a wholly owned subsidiary of Tasty Trade. And so if you'd ever seen me on the Tasty Trade Network, I came from the show there, um, had a show called The Ryan and Beef Show for about four years or so. That's and then right, about yeah. a year ago, I moved um, over to Doe, which is an exciting new project. And um, well, let's talk about that. So um, I'm the chief market strategist at Doe. And what Doe is, is it's a new mobile trading app um, and brokerage firm that right now is mobile only and also stock um, only. But something that we're working on expanding in terms of the product offerings. But what we're trying to do with Doe is kind of approach, initially approach that free trading space, um, commission-free space. And this is really prior to 
all of the brokerage firms um, going to free stock trading. So this was an entry into that market. Um, you know, when you look at a lot of established players in there, you have other names like Robinhood, like Stash, like Acorns, and it offers a gateway for people that maybe aren't, uh, you know, very experienced investors or maybe have never even really heard of a brokerage firm before. And they're looking to take the next step, looking to get started investing. And so when you look at how that fits into the portfolio of Tasty Trade companies or underneath the umbrella there, you know, on the Tastyworks side, that's really geared towards, um, you know, more sophisticated, I'd say, option traders. And certainly that's a lot of what the content on Tasty Trade it leans towards as well. And with Doe, you know, we're focusing more on that, that kind of beginner trader, but still trying to present and provide a premium experience. And, you know, you look at the space right now and with recently everyone going free, you then have to ask the question, well, how do you differentiate yourself? Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing at Doe is really kind of putting what we think is our, our best foot forward. And that's drawing from our experiences in creating content. And so part of our approach then is to create daily videos, provide insight and context to people beyond just a lot of that kind of standard education you get in a lot of other places, right? Um, I do feel it is important to understand, okay, how do you value a stock? What's a PE ratio? But that's not going to be something that's going to attract uh, new investors. It's not going to be something that, you know, frankly, is really even useful for them. And what I think is a lot more useful is putting the markets in context, putting risk and risk management in context, and then providing people with ideas. So our content's a little bit different in the sense that it's, it's almost like, you know, you're having a beer with me is the way that I like to think about it. And we're talking about what's happening with this company or what's interesting about this development. We try to strip out the jargon and we just try to talk to people like people. And so that's where, you know, we're trying to differentiate ourselves and that's our approach at the moment. And I'm super excited about, about Doe and what we're doing. Oh, that's cool. You know, I, uh, I got my gateway drug as you could kind of think about it with, uh, stocks. And then, uh, I started going down the, uh, the tasty tray path okay. uh, a few years ago. And I, I learned so much from tasty tray. I remember specifically, actually, uh, I was in the mall Christmas shopping and I had my headphones in listening to the Ryan and beef show. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's like I have a celebrity on the podcast. Let me tell you. Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely learned a lot from Tasty Trade. But for me, a lot of their styles didn't necessarily align with me and my personality and the way I like to trade. And and honestly, um, I didn't succeed very well with that particular method. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just for me, it didn't work. Right. There was a lot of. Um, bigger losers and smaller winners that in my portfolio just didn't make sense. Sure. Now it, it could work really well for a lot of people. And I know that tasty trade has a huge following. So obviously it works for a lot of people, but for me, you know, that's where I decided to take what I learned from them, but apply other stock trading techniques with it. Right. So for me, whenever I trade, I'm looking at moving average crossovers. I'm looking at uh, MACD crossovers. I'm looking at some technical analysis the kind of stuff that Tasty Trade just wouldn't even touch, right? So I think that a lot of your traders that would be using Doe are going to come from a different mindset than the Tasty Traders, right? They're going to be coming in looking at, okay, if I look at this particular indicator, what does this tell me? If I'm looking at uh, this other thing, you know, is this more bullish or more bearish? And I mean, I've traded in Robinhood and I've traded with, uh, I have an account with Acorns. I don't even look at it, it's just automatic. And, uh, you know, it, they all serve their place. And so, you know, 
getting to know Doe in that way, I think is pretty interesting. I, I really love the the way that you described it as, you know, just having a beer with me, right? Let's not jump too deep in the weeds. Let's 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 make this fun. Let's make this casual. Let's make this what you want to know about versus here's so much technicals. Here's so much uh, options premium. Here's so much uh, structure and, and mechanics, which they all have their place. But it seems like Doe is a lot more casual way to, to go about it. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I agree with that. You know, really, in terms of my approach, it's more so it's it's not, you know, here's the technical indicators like you mentioned, or the quantitative approach or whatever approach um, you want to use that's a little bit more sophisticated. This is more about um, you're thinking of taking some money that you've saved up and you want to put it to work. You know that you need to, over time, you know, grow grow this amount of money that you have saved up in order to increase your wealth. Like, how are you supposed to think about approaching the market? And so we're typically looking at things, at least in terms of what we're identifying as potential opportunities from a little bit longer time horizon. But it's trying to surface these things that maybe people just aren't aware of that are going on, right? It could be something like some of the gene editing technology companies that are out there. Or it could be as simple as this event's occurring in the news how should we think about it from a market perspective? How do we connect those dots? And so that's really the goal of our content. It's not so much saying, here's a specific approach or a trading system that you need to use and adhere to. It's more so, you know, here's what we think are some ideas. This is what we think is cool. This investment could work out you know, over the next five years because this is a direction that the world's going in. And so it's really trying to point those topics out to people. And that's the goal of, again, my approach with the content on Doe. Oh, very cool. So, so having had a chance to to watch some of y'all's stuff, it's it's actually pretty funny. Um, I was just watching y'all had uh, like a Valentine's Day, uh, somebody making phone calls um, oh, on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Y'all are y'all are really reaching out there into uh, to new new segments that I, I would probably guarantee that somebody like TD Ameritrade or Schwab or anybody like that is definitely not not uh, putting content like that out there. Yeah, we're fortunate enough to, well, one, have some extremely creative people. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be working with these extremely creative people and also the ability to have you know, that flexibility. Um, as a, a small, uh, relatively new company, as a startup, you know, we can go into some of those different areas and we can you know, maybe, say, take some risks um, with our content. And you know, at the end of the day, um, if it starts to work, wonderful. Otherwise, we can quickly pivot. So that's that's yeah. one of the nice aspects of being a smaller company. Yeah, that's neat. I like that. So, Ryan, what got you interested in shifting over from, uh, I mean, you were pretty established over there at, at Tasty Trade. And, uh, I mean, you, you had your own show, right? Right in the title there. Uh, what what piqued you, right? What what got you what got your juices flowing to say, you know what, maybe it's a, a good chance for me over here? You know, it was really the opportunity to grow, I think, through change. Um, I was presented with the opportunity. And at the time, like I mentioned, was doing the show for about four years. Loved doing the show. Um, loved being able to, you know, kind of go back and forth with beef every day. Take a look at what's going on in the market. Um, reach out to people, help people with kind of their understanding of options trading. Absolutely love that. But, um, you know, you get comfortable after a certain period of time. And I think it was just... It was that appetite for a new challenge, which was the most interesting, interesting to me, excuse me. And so, you know, I'll, I'll go, I've said this probably in other content pieces before, but one of the most successful people that I know in my life gave me some advice a long, long time ago. 
And that advice was, well, the most successful people that he knows never let themselves get too comfortable. And that always stuck with me. I mean, that was something that was told to me roughly 15 years ago. And I don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but that's what has kind of driven my appetite and my ambition to, to try new things, to take chances, to take risks, whether it's, you know, in, in the investing space or it's in my personal life, in my career, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, just thinking back to, so I've had the opportunity to, to have, you know, Tom Sostoff on the show. Uh, I've worked with Dr. Jim. He actually uh, was my personal trainer for about six months. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So, so I've known a few of the people there and, and, and now get to know yourself and Christy and uh, spoken to case on a few times. So, uh, you know, it's, it's neat that it's a, it's a pretty cool family that you guys got going on. And, you know, one thing that I always admired about Tasty Trade was the fact that they just pump out eight hours a day of content, right? Every day that the market's open, people are in there, not just trading, but making content, you know, being, being open and honest about what they're up to and, and, and what they're doing. And, and in a lot of ways, that's what I'm trying to do on, on my show. Uh, I do a lot of trade recaps on my show. I do a lot of uh, educational things like that. But for me, you know, I might be able to do, well, I've been doing three shows a week for a while now. And I couldn't imagine all the, the work that it takes to put out eight hours of content every day. Uh, so where is where's Doe going uh, as far as content-wise? Because I know you guys have a podcast. I saw you guys were, were, were recording that or, or editing it a couple days ago. You've got, uh, I know I've seen a lot of Instagram videos for you guys. You've got TikTok. What all, as head of content, right, uh, what all content are you guys working on? Yeah, so right now what we do is a daily piece called The Three Cap, where I take three topics that I find interesting, I think other people will find interesting as well, and kind of break them down and talk about them from my view. Um, So that's a daily piece of content that we put out. And then, as you mentioned, doing a podcast called Social Currency. I do that with Victor Jones. He's the CEO of Doe. And that gives us the opportunity um, with a longer form to dive a little bit deeper into some of the topics that we're talking about, do a little bit more research around that. And then some of the other pieces we've done have been kind of more um, educational, right? A primer on dividends and dividend yields and different kind of pieces like that, that supplements um, kind of the overall investing experience. But I think if you look at where does this go in the next six to 12 months and beyond, ultimately it's trying to create something similar to what Tasty Trade has done, right? Something that, you know, from a network uh, complements the platform, complements the day-to-day for the investor. Um, and through that process, you know, introduces people to other personalities, other approaches, styles of investing, and ultimately, you know, uh, a confluence of, of ideas that you can get from that type of network effect. So I think, you know, that's a long-winded answer to ultimately building out a network um, in some form and just trying to create more content that uh, relates to our audience. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Cool, cool. So, you know, that, that, that makes me think about now, obviously, the studio here, Ryan and I are talking on Skype, and so he sees the, uh, the green screen behind me. But the studio here is brought to you by my Photoshop skills, trying to make it look <laughs> like CNBC. And, you know, that's one thing with CNBC, right? And how I got my start was I, I vehemently disagreed with an options trade that was uh, placed by, well, not placed, but uh, suggested by one of the, the, the people there on CNBC on their show, Options Action. And that airs uh, on Friday afternoons. And, and I just completely disagreed with him, like, to my core. And so I was Twittering him, and, and he actually sent me back 
replies and had his rebuttals and try to use lots of big words and try and sound super smart. And I was just like, look, man, the, the thing you presented, like you would have to put up a thousand dollars of capital and you're going to make 300 and there's like an 8% probability of this actually happening. It's a terrible trade. I can't believe you would actually put this out there. And um, long story short, he and I got to chatting. And so he and I have uh, developed a, a good working relationship here. And so he and I will, will uh, email or text every once in a while. But the fact that there's a million different ways to trade is really key, right? It doesn't have to be one particular way. And I think that that's where content on dough would be really useful because it, it shouldn't be like on CNBC where they have like eight different stocks that they can talk about. They're going to rotate in 10 different people a day talking about those eight stocks. And, you know, it's, it's, it's either extreme greed or extreme fear for everything that they talk about, right? You, you've got somebody on who's pushing Uber. Then you've got somebody on an hour later who's like, Uber's the worst thing on earth, right? So, <laughs> So not that everybody has to have the same opinion, but that it, it, it can be something like you said, having a beer, having a chat about uh, about stocks and investments versus, you know, I'm the expert. My way is the only way that's going to work for you. And if you do anything else, you're you're going to lose money. So I exactly. think that's really neat about Doe. Um, where are you? Are you guys actually planning to have like like uh, all day content eventually? Is that is that your goal? That would be my goal at some point. Wow. You know, we um, we're still ramping up. If you can see behind me, where we got a, a space on the wall where a TV is about to go in. We just moved into a new office, so we've got some exciting changes that are underway. But yeah, that would ultimately be the goal: um, is to be able to put out enough stuff where there's something for everyone. And I think to your point, you know, um, there are a lot of different ways to trade, and you have a lot of different products that you can trade as well. And so it's really about making people aware of that, right? You, you mentioned CNBC it tends to be geared towards buying stocks. And you know when you look at what you can buy, well, you're going to miss out in certain market environments if you're not also in treasury bonds, you're not also in currencies or commodities. And mm -hmm. so it's really about you know, having enough content to drive a general awareness that there's more than just you know, being long only in equities. And that could be a great trade and it has been for some time now, but there's also other asset classes that have the ability to outperform but you won't ever be in them if you're not aware of how to trade them. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like I said earlier, I wouldn't have even considered options trading uh, until you know I'd found about Tasty Trade and how I told you that I kind of shifted my strategies. I actually buy calls and I buy puts, which is like the opposite of everything Tasty Trade teaches. But I buy them deep in the money, and they have like 20 cents of extrinsic value or so. And basically, I'm doing a stock replacement strategy. Um, right. That's uh, I had a a client, you know, tell me about the stock replacement strategy. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You'd never need to buy stocks or buy options. And I was like, all right, let me let me hear this out. So you buy something deep in the money. It's got a 70 or 80 delta, uh, 70 or 80 delta, and then you've got about 20 cents of extrinsic value. But you're buying the stock. Let's say it's a hundred dollar stock. You're spending two or three dollars per share. And then you're able to to capture those moves. And I mean, for me, it's worked out really, really well. And it's certainly the way I trade now. You're getting this huge leverage and you're not having the the massive time decay like you would on something uh, like buying an out of the money call or put. Right. You buy an out of the money call for 20 cents and it's, it's basically useless. You buy an in the money call and you're spending 20 cents of extrinsic value. You're getting most of the move. 
with just a little bit of that uh, that time decay in it. So yeah, there's a myriad of ways to trade, and you know that's what's working for me right now, especially with premium being as low as it is, right? Um, so that's that's making you know pretty good trades. So so what are you trading out there these days? Now that you've left Tasty Trade, right? You, you've got your freedom to do what are you doing these days? Yeah, for sure. So I still trade options, you know. Um, but in addition to that, there will be times where it's not so much if you to go to, to buying stock. It's not so much about buying stock um, per se. But to your point, it's understanding how do you use the tools in your kit. And so I'll use options to get long exposure to stocks and to other futures markets. Um, sometimes I'll buy just you know stock outright um, and do mm -hmm. covered calls. So doing some of that. And then I do a lot of futures as well. So I'm really across the board in terms of the securities or the types of products that I use. Uh, and, you know, specifically where am I positioned right now? Um, you know, kind of looking at the Russell lagging the rest of the market higher. When you look at tech, it's outperformed, best performing sector over the last month. The S&P at all time highs on almost a daily basis. So I'm not really doing too much there um, in terms of shorting it at these levels or even buying it at these levels. Well, we don't have the data yet and we don't really know, frankly, um, the coronavirus outbreak is, you know, it's a negative. It's a huge headwind here for not only growth out of China, the second largest economy, but on a global basis, you know, I don't see how this doesn't have some impact on global economic growth. And so it's, it's trying to position for that or at least be aware of it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. For me personally, I am actually all cash. <laughs> okay. Well, there's, yeah. you know, that's a trade. That's a trade too, right? Yeah. Um, a long dollar. I, I don't like to stay in trades too long. I don't like to take um, fundamental looks at things, right? Um, I really like to trade uh, short-term trends. So okay. for me, I've seen several short-term trends light up uh, just this week uh, to be short, uh, while the market's still pushing higher every day, it seems. Uh, just short-term trends where I'm uh, I'm in and out within 24 hours. And not that I'm trying to, to scalp anything, but I, I would love for these trends to go on and on. But you know, it's it's like we're we're in a decently wide range, um, and you know, if you if you remove them like the S and P or the Nasdaq or or any market indice, and you look at individual stocks, there's not a lot of actual trending movement one way or another. Um, so, yeah, for me that that's that's worked pretty well, uh, getting in and out relatively short, removing myself from from that and just developing my own opinions, which I definitely recommend for, for all traders out there. You know, don't don't listen to me, don't listen to Ryan, but really have your own opinion on where things are gonna go because then it's a lot easier to trade, right? Don't necessarily take any guru's advice, but really listen to what you see on your screen, right? If you see something that looks bullish right now, be bullish right now. If you see something that you wanna be bearish on, be bearish on it right now. For sure. And I think, you know, that's part of the process is learning what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, initially you come in and you do have someone that is guiding you or someone to follow. But, you know, everybody is going to make mistakes at times. I think when you look at even some of the, the very best traders out there, I was just reading a book recently about uh, Jim Simons and Renaissance Technology, arguably one of the most successful hedge funds um, of all time. And, you know, in that book, they talk about if we're right 51, 52 percent of the time, then you know, we're doing very, very well. And so you kind of find where your edge is. But, yeah. um, you know, the other thing I would mention, too, uh, based on, on this conversation is you need to have a plan as well. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, every new trader ultimately learns 
is that prior to going into the position, whether it's a short-term trade or it's a, it's a longer-term investment, you have to have a plan, not only for what to do when it you know, goes against you, but also what do you do once you're right? You know? um, how do you view things from whether it's a probability standpoint or from a risk management standpoint, how do you view it after um, Tesla stock has gone from 300 to 700? How do you think about it you know, after you were right, if you were, if you were long that? For example, you know, and so I think having a plan is is key, and you certainly learn that um, everybody does over time. Yeah, without a doubt, everybody does that. I certainly have. Uh, on that topic, uh, I had I had heard somebody recently say that you know, whenever you figure out what your plan is, that fits your personality, it fits your trading style, fits your your lifestyle. Uh, you know, it should be simple, right? It should be able to be written on on a napkin, and not not necessarily every little intricacy, but but in broad general terms, right? I'm not going to go uh, short the market if the five and 20 exponential moving averages are moving up. There's just no reason to. There's, it's going up. I want to be part of that trend. Or uh, maybe you only um, go long the market if a volume has reached a, a certain number or whatever the case is. So that that's the case for me. I, I have a very, very structured plan and it, it involves uh, daily timeframes and hourly timeframes. And I mean, it's it's pretty simple. I could write it all on a, on, a, on, a, on a napkin like that, and then I know exactly when to get in, when to get out, and I know how to keep my risk low. And that was honestly, Ryan, of all the lessons that that were the hardest to learn, it was how to control my risk. And I just heard somebody yesterday saying this, and and it was so brilliant. It was, you never know how much you're going to win, right? It may be, maybe it's a hundred dollars, maybe it's a thousand dollars, but you do know how much you're going to lose. And that's because you have your plan. And man, when, when he said that, I was like, ooh, that's that's some good wisdom right there, right? You know yeah, how much you're going to win, but you know you know exactly how much you're going to lose. So I, I definitely you know would recommend for the audience to, if you don't already have a plan, start making one. And, exactly. you know, it, there's a lot of trial and error that goes into those plans, too, let me tell you, until you finally figure it out. Yeah, it's, a, it's a process. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, um, this has been a really great conversation. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to get to, to chat with you and learn more about Doe and uh, about that that space that you guys are, are moving into. Um, really interested to see how things develop and, and what kind of content you're going to come out with. Um, very, very interesting. Um, so now if people want to go and check out Doe, uh, I, I've done this, but I, I, I'd like the, the audience out there to go, just go into your app store, download Doe. And then you can go in and play with it for yourself, right? There's nothing that they have to do other than that to just get started? No, that's exactly right. Um, it's a mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android platforms. So as you mentioned, go into the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. You'll be able to download it. And then once you get into the application, open account, you can get all of our content through there as well. And I do want to mention that um, at the moment, we have a promotion going on. So your first stock is on us. Um, you open and oh, fund cool. an account. Everyone that opens an account gets a referral code. So if they share that referral code with a friend and that person opens an account, then they get another free share stock. So. Oh, wow. Well, there you go, guys. Go uh, go and check out Doe. Now, you know, Doe is a, it's a uh, commission-free platform. Um, do you guys also... Now, I know that that's something that Robinhood does is they charge for margin with their Robinhood gold. Do you guys have a, like a gold level or anything like so that? We don't, have, we don't have anything like that at the moment. We are working on a slew of features and new product offerings that are coming very, very soon. So 
we'll have an announcement that we're going to be making here um, within the next month or so. But at the moment, we don't. But um, I guess what I'm, what I'm alluding to is, is coming soon. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Uh, well, very cool, Ryan. This has been this has been a great chat. Uh, learning more about you, learn, learn more about Doe, and, uh, and having a, a celebrity like you on the podcast. You know, oh well, I appreciate it. I don't know if I'm a celebrity, but Christopher, I appreciate you having me on, and hopefully, we get a chance to to check again soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for tuning into today's How to Trace Socks Options podcast. Make sure you go and download Doe. Literally, it's risk free. Well, I shouldn't say risk free, but it's free to go and download it. Um, and, and, you know, thank you for tuning in and, and make sure you like, subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening. And before you go, remember to head on over to finclub.ai to get your two free weeks of artificial intelligence stock picks. You've got nothing to lose and only the most advanced AI to help you trade with confidence at finclub.ai. That's finclub.ai. 10minutestocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10minutestocktrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInAndStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInAndStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timinutestocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.